I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah. We cool. did it. Col- Colby programmed that. We just did that live, motherfucker. Yeah, we're, we're radio hosts now. Hell yeah. This is coming to you live now. We're no longer podcasters. Nope. We're getting up uh, for church now, and this is our church. We're doing this live. We're doing it live. We're, fuck it. We're doing it live. Uh, hi, we're the Cellar Dwellers. Hello. My name is Colby. My name is Christian. And like Christian said, we're the Cellar Dwellers. We do this show where we watch movies that are, you know, how would you describe them? A little bit on the more extreme side. A little Usually. Bit, a little bit harder to watch, generally. Something, not always a horror movie, yes. but sometimes a little bit more horror adjacent. To, re- say. to recontextualize, reframe our initial uh, conceit for the project, The Cellar Dwellers, let's say we also try to shine a light on off-the-beaten-path, more underground films. The more weird variety. Yes, the more strange, the more uh, uh, eclectic. You, you might be saying, in our metaphorical cellars, it's sometimes just a movie that's kind of an outsider, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't always have to be horror. Doesn't always have to be super violent, correct? But something a little bit bizarre. Yes, or yeah, just something out there, a yeah. little strange. Uh, you may be wondering why we are we are speaking this way. We're usually jumping right in, making cracking jokes. We're normally talking about. I don't want to talk about the other things we've talked about in the yeah. past. But you know what we mean? Tit milk. God damn it! How'd you know ah. that that's exactly what I was about to say? There it is. Oh, you read my mind. Always, man. God damn it! Always. Wow. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I didn't want to say. <laughs> I, it almost came out of my mouth. Ugh. Today we 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 went back to the theater, Plaza Theater in Atlanta. We Ooh. love you always. Good shit. We went back to the theater and we saw a film that we knew nothing about, that we only knew was starring our Lord and Savior Nicholas uh, H. Christ, the God Cage. Yeah, and Nicholas Cage, and it's called Pig. And we knew he was like a truffle hunter, and his pig got taken. Yep. That's, that's really all we knew. That's the extent. Uh, knew nothing about the director. This, I did look up the director beforehand. Was this a debut? This is a debut. Wow. He's only done shorts. Uh, Colby and I have this. not discussed anything about this with each other. Um, like we said, we're doing it live. Doing this live. Uh, so we did just finish the film and have gotten back to recording. Uh Wow, this was a debut. Interesting. This is a brand new movie. It is in theaters, mm-hmm. so we will kind of do our big thoughts early before we dive into the more detailed stuff. Yeah, I really want to emphasize the uh, importance of if you are interested in seeing this movie and don't know anything about it, keep it that way. That is the ideal way to go about yeah. this. So... If you're wanting to see this movie, um, after we give... I'll just go ahead and say see it. Go see the movie. Uh, four out of five for me. That's where I'm coming at. Uh, go ahead and see it. Uh, hit pause on this. Go see it. And then come back and you can hear our thoughts on it. Because I think this is worth seeing. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm I'm in 100% agreement here with Christian. Uh, it is absolutely worth seeing. Ideally, if you don't know anything going into it, because it is, is, it is thoroughly unpredictable and... I think I might actually have to give this a four and a half. Really? I was teetering with it, man. I, I was teetering I, with it. 
completely, completely enjoyed and was enthralled by it, by the performances. And, and we'll get into all of these details in a I bit. I got choked up a couple but times. Yeah, like it... it we were invested yeah. and it, it's patient and there's so many other details and, and descriptions that we can uh, get into at this point. But like Christian said, if, if you have any interest and we know that <laughs> late stage cage <laughs> is a different or miss. Ki- is a different kind of beast. And we know that. And let's just say that this is a hit. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I'd also like to point out uh, I am I am an unapologetic fan of Nicolas Cage at his worst, at his best. I love the man. I love his work. Uh, This is easily one of his best performances of the last 10 years. He's he's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal in this. That was the exact question that I was going to ask you. Uh, Do you think this is the best performance that he's had in the last 10 years? I still haven't seen Joe, and I know that is supposed to be great. Um, and he referenced that as part of a similar mood for this. Yep. Um, this is, I don't know, man. This was, we'll dive in a little bit now. So pause if you don't want to hear thoughts on the film itself, because there will be spoilers. Yeah, spoiler territory ahead. Yep. So uh, this is, I don't, he's so meditative in this and so stoic and, it really captured me and touched. It was very touching. Surprisingly so. Yes. Uh, I I really loved this movie, like, a lot. Um, he is, it's very muted. It's very, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue within no, the movie. No, Really. Which, it, it, I want to talk about that for a second, because it, of the last, like, few movies of Nicolas Cage that I've seen, of, of late stage Cage, um, if you might, um, as in like Mandy. We need to make a sound thing that goes like late stage cage. Well, you might say that Nicholas Cage in, in this film pig has one goal, one mission you might say. And conveniently enough, he is right here. Who has my pig? You already, you're beautiful. Yep. Oh my fucking God. I cannot believe you've already done this. Yep. Who has Nicolas Cage's pig? That is the premise of this film, and it sets up almost like a John Wick type movie, yeah. like a revenge. We think it's it's so basically, like Christian said, let's get into it. Let's get into very spoilery territory because there's a lot to talk about this movie that yeah. is really really important because there's so much to, so much to say as as far as the choices. As far, it's a debut again, like mm-hmm. we said, but. Let's jump into it. Yeah, so it uh, opens, like we said, very meditatively of a beautiful shot of a river and an aerial shot that goes into our our boy, our boy Nick Cage, uh, washing his hands in the river. I believe uh, he may be actually cleaning a truffle or a knife or something like that. And you see his trusted truffle pig with him. The pig has a kind face. The pig is beautiful. I just want to say that. It's like the sweetest looking, like coziest looking pig I've ever seen in my damn life. And I don't necessarily think that pigs are that cute. Most this is time. easily going to be the most wholesome episode of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited and for it. And probably like the most like reflective and kind of sad, like a little bummery. I think uh, we needed this. Yeah. This is this is going to be like a Bob Ross painting of an episode a little bit. Yeah. 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 This is going to be the NPR of the... Who has my pig? Well, let's get back to it. Let's get back to the pig. Uh, 
Nicholas Cage is a truffle hunter. We learn very quickly that he is supplying. Explain what a truffle hunter does. Okay, because that yeah. is not something that I learned existed until recently. Okay, <laughs> uh, I believe what it is. Truffles are mushrooms of sorts. Mm-hmm. They're a fungi. Uh, they're uh, for those unaware. They're very fucking expensive and uh, very fancy. Very fancy. They're good. Uh, they're if you've never had them, it's. Uh, I, I don't think I ever have. They're delicious. Uh, if you like mushrooms, they're very strong. They have a very uh, uh, poignant flavor, and uh, they're used in uh, oil, truffle mm. oil. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but you can get, like, uh, truffle on pizza and stuff. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but you have to forage for these in the forest. You have to dig them up. You have to know where to look for them. A lot of them are buried, like straight up just you have to dig and find them. Like underground. Yes. Under dirt. <laughs> Hence, the pig, a lot of these, uh, they sniff them out, and they can find them and help you get them. Um, we learn, apparently, there's a technique later that Nicolas Cage says you can use the trees, which they don't explain, but I'm curious to know. I think he has superpowers. I think he's probably, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think he's a superhero. We did. We also did piece together that this is the uh, prequel. This is the setup for the new Ghost Rider universe. Yeah, the, yeah. The new, the new Ghost Rider. Yeah, the universe. new one. They're bringing him back. God, it is. Ugh, Nicolas Cage is such a bizarre actor. He's so versatile. The, fa- <laughs> the fact that he was in not only one but two Ghost Rider movies. And you did watch Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, I watched that. <laughs> I watched that uh, pretty recently, yeah. actually. Um, and it's, it's a, like it's, maybe this year, and it is absolutely bonkers mm-hmm. uh, like every every choice that he makes in that movie is the opposite of the choice that he makes in this movie <laughs> yeah and every choice that he makes in that movie is the opposite of what like a human would make and he has so many good moments in that movie like good monologues of just <laughs> these crazy things that he says um and there's actually one that i was thinking about earlier and it's How the fuck do you have this shit queued up already? I'm a genius. We're on the same wavelength. This is absurd. Like right I said, here. I'm a radio host now, so welcome back to the Cellar Dwellers. Wow, baby. Yeah, Nicolas Cage is not that. He's not the crazy Cage. This late stage Cage is on par with the performance in Mandy. This is on par with his immaculate performance in fucking Adaptation. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's better in this than in Mandy. I, it's a different kind of movie, obviously, but yeah. like when this movie started, he, he could be nominated for an Oscar for this. Exactly, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Like, he, what I was worried about because initially in this movie, in the beginning third, he doesn't talk that much, mm-hmm. and I was worried that it was going to be like, yeah, yeah. Mandy, like Willy's Wonderland, which somehow I've seen twice. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I heard don't, yeah. don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't like it, but yeah, he, I, I thought you didn't like. It. He doesn't speak in that in that movie. It's ridiculous, and so I was worried that that's what this movie was going to be. But thankfully, down the line in the movie, he yeah. has some really, really good lines, really yeah. good monologues, and yeah, like it's so good. This is a very um, meditative, reflective movie, a a exercise in in loss and grief and how that changes you. It's like this is a this movie really hit me. Uh, yeah. It was very touching and very. Uh, as not to dive too deeply, but as two men, you and I, Colby, uh, not much of one, but men. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, we've experienced loss in certain ways, and this—the way that this handled that—showed a lot of sides 
to it, be it Nicolas Cage's uh, secluding and putting a lot of his love and affections toward a pig, not in a weird way, like genuinely like a pet, like a person loves a pet. Oh, thankfully, there's a line uh, towards yeah, the early, address early bit of the movie where he does say, I don't fuck my pig. I don't fuck my pig. So he so he get, makes that clear, which I do appreciate, yeah, actually. Yeah. That is, there is no, <laughs> there's no pig fucking in They answered movie. that question. Though, if there were, it would technically make more sense for the podcast. It would, it would make for a better episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thankfully... It makes for a better movie that there isn't. Yes, it was the so, right choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I believe in the first draft, there was yeah, a I lot mean. of pig fucking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, from Nicolas Cage's, like, we, you'll find out down the line. We'll get there. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but he's dealt with some loss, and he lives alone in the woods with this pig and hunts truffles. He's a man of the forest. Yeah, who... Uh, sells these to this young kid played by, uh, is it Alex Wolf or Nate Wolf? Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf. Um, he's the one from Mi- Hereditary. Yes. Yeah. Alex Wolf, yeah, f- made famous by Hereditary, Hereditary but yeah. has been in a lot, a lot of stuff lately. Truly of the Naked Brothers Band. Though. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. originally, yes. Originally of the Naked Brothers Band, made famous as an adult due to Hereditary. Uh, he's great in this as well. I might also go ahead and say, yeah. this is his best performance. You think even over Hereditary? Maybe ever, yeah, that I've wow. seen of, of his movies. I thought he was phenomenal in this. And yeah, yeah and, and of course we'll get into to the why, but like he, he, we're introduced to him as this like, it's, so it takes place in Portland. Yeah. This is in the forests of Portland, we're told pretty quickly. Yeah. And he is introduced as the kind of this yuppie kid in his 20s. Uh, he drives a yellow Camaro out it to Nicolas Cage's house. Anytime I see a mustache that week, it makes me self-conscious about my own thinking. He do, does rock a good, weak mustache. Do people think my mustache looks that weak? Because his looks pretty weak. But it works so well it for did. his character. No, it did. It worked so well for his character. Because he's clearly like this rich kid uh, who's selling truffles. That's yep. like his business. He, his, I guess his dad is yep. in the business, and it's him trying to like make his own way. Distancing himself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And... He's he's kind of an asshole early on, but he's not like at no point is he a bad person. No, he's just he's just egotistical. Just he a, just wants money at first yeah, type of thing. It, it's what what I love about this movie is that so many of these characters that we expect to be like a certain way wind up being like more relatable in a lot of ways. More thoughtful, yeah, less like, menacing. Exactly, yeah. because in a different movie, he would be like super coked up. Yeah, it would be a caricature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like he's introduced as somebody who is just this like spoiled rich kid we yep. assume and then we really quickly see a lot of these different layers to him. Yeah, the it's an incredibly thoughtful script. Uh the characters are very well fleshed out and nothing's handed over to you like super explicitly. It's all implied a lot and I really appreciate that. Um what it boils down to is he's selling Nicolas Cage's characters. Uh, do we know his name at this point? Rob. Okay. Because Alex Wolf calls he him. He does call Rob. him. Okay. And so that's all we know him as. Yeah, we as don't Rob. know anything about him at this point aside from that he's a truffle hunter. Yeah. Uh, and he sells the truffles. He goes to bed that night. Uh, there, here's some coyotes. The pigs unsettled but then start scratching at the door we know a truck or vehicle has pulled up he does not know because he is awoken to the pig scratching at the door one thing leads to another the door gets busted in 
he gets his shit rocked and with a bat with a bat to the skull and his pig gets kidnapped. It's actually a really uncomfortable scene. I don't like the sound of pig squeals. Uh, it sounds very human. It sounds so disturbing. It's it's really messed up sound. Yeah. Uh, that scene specifically is, you're right, it's really uh, like harrowing. Yeah. Because it's a one shot. Yeah, it like, is a one shot. It, mm-hmm. the, from, from the time he's kind of looking at the door. Uh, which I what I also want to talk about the scene because it, it is has a really interesting setup because we, before all of this happens we see him take one of his short little knives yep. and he just sticks it yep. into the table and so obviously that is make, makes us assume that he's going to use, use it, it. Yeah. and that he's like some sort of badass he does go to grab it he and he goes to obviously everything happens he goes to grab it in a different movie he's going to murder every one of yep. these people it's going to be sick and yeah. and we're going to love <laughs> watching every second of it but instead he gets hit in the face with a bat and goes down pretty much unconscious yep. which makes sense and then unfortunately his pig is stolen yeah he but, wakes up that scene where he wakes up and pulls his head up and you just hear the blood like sticking like his cheek sticking to the floor and then dripping down the sound that design in this movie is top phenomenal notch. absolutely so, top notch the amount of times that people they captured the breath people take while they're drinking wine in the glass was absurd. Yeah. I'm like th- that you noticed enough to put that sound in there. Was a lot so of appreciated. S- so specific choices like yeah. that. That's why it's 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 important if you want to see this movie, go see it in theaters. Yeah, because yeah, you'll yeah. hear Support every this. bit of that. And and I'm confident it's got a decent amount of theaters. Yeah, if it's playing in Atlanta, like it's gonna be playing in. Uh, yeah, yeah. In I mean, Atlanta is definitely becoming more of a uh, showing the off the beaten path sure. shit that other cities wouldn't get, but. Uh, this is going to be playing. It's it's neon, right? Yeah, neon's yeah, got a big true. enough reach true. to to be showing at least in in AMC or a Regal somewhere. Yeah, it's late stage cage. People exactly. love that. Everybody loves a late stage cage. So he wakes up uh, and is like, "All right, I got to get my fucking pig back." Uh, but he doesn't say that because this movie's slow and doesn't rush like that. It he, shows. Doesn't tell. It does not tell. He gets up and cleans himself. No, he doesn't, actually. He never cleans himself until the very, very end of this movie. Yep. Makes that a point. Wow. It's pretty gross, actually. Yeah. No, he's disgusting the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does not clean himself. It's very funny. Yeah, he gets up and uh, uh, cleans off his truck, uh, fills it up with gas, and is ready to get going, and then his truck breaks down immediately, so he's got to walk into town. Uh, And from this point... Pretty much, he goes on a journey, and, yeah. and we'll touch on different points throughout. But we won't spoil every bit of it. No. Um, yeah, I don't want. I definitely don't want to go too much into the details. And this may be a lighter episode because yeah. of that. But uh, this movie is better felt than discussed. Uh, and if you're going to discuss it, it's. I feel what is most interesting to discuss are the feelings that it invokes and what it's touching on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. With that said, this movie does introduce a chef fight club, which, fuck yeah. Yeah. What can't, the fuck? Can't say I saw that one coming. No. <laughs> no. So, no, so not at all. He basically goes on a journey with Alex Wolf's character, mm-hmm. trying to, to find his pig and tracking it down. And we're introduced to all these different characters, every single one of which I am fascinated by. There could be, and thankfully there won't be spinoffs of all of this shit because we don't need it. I'm ready for the pig extended universe. I I am fully ready. I saw it was on uh, Twitter. Somebody said uh, the like adorable animal extended universe and it's, First Cow and Pig are the two movies oh, right yeah, now. True. We still got to see First. And cow. then First bu- uh, Air Bud, I mean. 
<laughs> yeah, first bud. First bud. First like blood. That. First bud, baby. That's a new Cheech and Chong movie, First Bud. Is that still relevant? Are they still relevant? Did you just date yourself in, like, the 70s? Uh, my dad liked those movies, uh, so, I don't know, okay. on my mind, I guess. Um, there's a chef fight club. Yeah, let's let's talk about that, because yep. at least, without giving too, too much away, it is one of the weirder scenes I've ever witnessed, and just more concepts, I think, yeah. because it's not even really a chef fight club. club yeah yeah it's more like a you chefs pay. or restaurant workers you don't even mm-hmm. have to be a chef it looks like a waiter at some yeah. point uh you pay this guy who's we don't it, it doesn't matter yeah he's irrelevant you pay this guy in these in this underground uh area and you get to beat up what it's what it looks like is, is homeless people yeah who don't fight back specifically like yeah they, they have their they hands, have their behind, hands behind, their behind their back and i think the homeless people get paid to get the shit to get beaten up yeah that's what I assume. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, I also, yeah. We don't get a lot of details. <laughs> no. So and we're, we're uh, inferring a lot. With with the good of that, there's also the sometimes things are left open for interpretation and you just don't know. Sure, yeah. exactly. Which uh, this movie does a good job of. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of those where you're just like, I don't know exactly, but it also doesn't matter exactly what it is because the impact of the scene is... Uh, Throughout this, we are slowly learning uh, he's a truffle hunter, but he has deeper connections to food in Portland, uh, where we've definitely picked up at this point that he was a chef of some sort. One of the first things we see in the whole movie is him making something in his kitchen. It's like a frittata or something. Uh, Uh, A a roasted mushroom tart. Tart, It's the name of the first uh, chapter of this movie. It's told in three different chapters. It looked... I would eat the shit out of that. It was a really nicely shot uh, like montage of him just cooking parts of and this so th- i'd forgotten about that early on and then yeah we're, we're basically told and in out of context that you know he was a chef at some point i did not expect this movie to have so much cooking and no. be like a whole like it was so nice it's kind of a love letter <laughs> to food it's a love letter to the 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 connections of food and like how food invokes memories like so deeply and through the senses and <sighs> Again, yeah, we couldn't have expected a, a late cage stage uh, banger like this. Late cage stage? Yeah. <laughs> late seriously, stage cage. Late stage cage. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Uh, but seriously, this is like genuinely like one of the most thoughtful, uh, thoughtfully directed, thoughtfully paced, acted, written, uh, like shit. This movie like really, it really uh, took me aback. Yeah. I was... I really had no idea what to expect. I, I kind of had gotten the gist that it wasn't going to be, like, fucked up. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Um, and I kind of also felt it wouldn't be violent. And it wasn't. Like, it had violence, but it's not a violent movie. It made us seem like it would be. Oh, 100%. It set up a lot of things for it to be very graphic and very violent. And I wouldn't say... No, I wouldn't say there's anything gratuitous or the only real about it. moment of of like kind of uncomfortable violence is during the chef fight club because yeah, that's the yeah. scene where he's basically again tracking down his pig and that's the scene where he basically walks into this underground arena and we see a little bit of it uh, of this guy beating up what we assume, assume is a homeless, homeless guy yeah. and uh, Rob the Nicholas Cage's character. Silences everybody with a very sharp whistle. Yes, he's a, he's a good whistler. 
He is. I'm pretty impressed. He calls his pig that way. Yes, that's true. He's a, he's a pro. Yep. Um, and this is the scene where he reveals who he is to everybody, including us. Yeah. By writing his name along the board. Robin Feld. Robin Feld. And everybody's like, oh, shit. Ooh, daddy's Robin Feld. And everybody's like kind of in awe of it. And it's a really cool scene. And he stands there. And you would think that he would say something like. That's my pig. But he didn't. No. I don't think he says a word this way. He whole didn't. He just thing. put his name up on the board. And then some like short little waiter looking guy walks out and yeah, beats the dweeb. shit out of him. Yeah, and like gleefully. Like beats he's the smiling. Shit out of him. Yeah. It's like pretty dark. Yeah. I mean, for a movie that is was surprisingly not that dark, it, it stood out for sure. Truly. Uh yeah, that part was pretty menacing. But he's he gets up just like he did after getting his shit rocked with that baseball bat. Yeah. Crawls up to Edgar, I believe is the man's yeah, name. Edgar. He looks bad too. Like Edgar seems like a fucking rude. Oh, I'm dude. talking about Nicolas Cage. Oh, Nicolas Cage is destroyed. Like his face is a bloody pulp. This is another good bit of his acting. Like mm-hmm. the way he even talks. The way is, he staggers. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, he's so good at this. Yeah. Like it sounds like his mouth is swollen. Like very clearly during this, and it's yeah. not. It's not like he, you can make out what he's saying. Like mm. you, you can still understand him, but it sounds like he just got thirty punches to the mouth, which he did. Yeah, um, and he it, gets paid, and well, he out. doesn't get paid. He gets oh, you're information. Right. He gets information, yeah. which is what he wanted more than money anyway. God, I really wanted him to just get up and beat the shit out of that guy, though. There, oh yes, so of badly. Course. Is there? I very quickly figured out who took the pig, but I don't feel like that mattered. I don't think it matters, yeah. I I think... It was kind of... I felt like it was kind of easy to figure that out. Like, once once you figured out that his dad was, like, also in the... Yeah, Alex Wolf's dad was also in the truffle shit, I'm like... That's him. It's the connection. Yeah, that's the connection. And and yeah, I don't think the reveal is anything anything too shocking. Yeah, but it's more so the like purposes behind it and and, and the aftermath of it that really is like strong. Yeah, because what it ends up leading to is uh, Alex Wolf's character's dad um, is the man responsible for hiring the quote junkies to kidnap the pig and he's going to use it to supply his own truffles yeah. so he doesn't have to fucking pay for him anymore um <clears throat> uh and we learn this through beautiful scenes of him going to a restaurant to talk to the head chef of the like main restaurant that this guy supplies truffles to and that's getting that seems like the best of the movie yes. arguably uh like, holy shit, it's so fucking good. Him grilling that guy and being like, what did you want? Like, what what did you want? That was, I think that was the first, honestly, I'm going to say that's the turning point of the movie for it, me yeah. in a different setting than our yeah. other films, but where I was like, oh, this is like, yeah, like you said, like meditative and. This is one I will, like, I want to own this because yeah. this is. Other people, people need to see this. This is one that I, if I'm kind of having like maybe a little off day, I would put on because it's just. It's so sad in a kind way, in a very gentle way. The description that I couldn't stop thinking about was, like, patient. Patient, Like, yeah. it's just a patient movie. There are yeah. breaks in it that are, you know, not purposeful to the story, yeah. but add to the overall feel of the movie and the tone of the movie really, really well. Yeah, the tagline that's on the poster is, uh, and it's a line from that scene, um, 
because I think the guy asked him like why uh why all of this for a pig or something mm-hmm. after he says that he like nobody wants the pub around because the guy wanted an Irish pub an right. authentic or English pub an authentic English pub mm-hmm. um and Nicolas Cage's response is we don't get a lot of things to really care about that's on the poster that's on that's the tagline whoa we don't yeah it's like on his face we don't get a lot of we things we don't get to a really lot of things care to about. care about yeah i mean and that's what this movie's about yeah like what you have we learned about. he's experienced loss uh they don't really go into it but i won't go into it really much more than that yeah. uh because you i i'd prefer you to piece together what that means um though it's not it's not difficult or no. like hidden for too long but he's experienced loss, and then you find out Alex Wolf and his father have experienced loss, and the guy that settled for this restaurant that is now like the top truffle restaurant experienced loss and not following himself. He followed trends instead, and it's it's it, shit, man. Everybody is relatable in this movie. Everyone's incredibly relatable, even the menacing guys. Not Edgar. Edgar's but. <laughs> kind of a character, but... yeah. It's kind of funny though. But like the main bad, the the Alex's Alex Wolf's dad, uh, he played by Adam Arkin. Yeah, is that Alan Arkin's kid? It might be because like Arkin's a pretty uh, a name. Yeah, yeah, pretty iconic name. Is there any relation to Alan Arkin? Because that would be cool. I do like me some Alan Arkin. Yes, son of Alan Arkin. Wow, Incredible. he was good in this. He was good. He was not in it much, but he no. was good. No. And he did. What I loved about his performance is he did the very menacing, intimidating, realistically, not this over-the-top villain, like, I have a lot of power, like, don't fuck with me type Mm -hmm. of thing. I didn't really get... I got his violence of, I'll kill the pig. Like, it it wasn't, I'll kill you. It was, I'll kill the pig. I'm like, that's realistic. that's That's what Nicolas Cage wants. Yeah. He wants the pig. Who has my pig? I've got your pig and I'll kill it, is what he pretty much says. Yeah. So leave my house. Uh, Nicolas Cage comes back and cooks him this immaculate dinner. I'm not, the the build-up to this dinner is also one of the most beautiful parts of the movie. Uh, cooks this dinner, which elicits a response. Like a real response. A real response from this guy. And This is uh, a scene that really breathes. It's, oh my god, it's so so it just like slowly unfolds what's happening the two times that i really noticed the the breath in the wine glass is when nate wolf did it at the restaurant i believe uh and that was pretty funny no it was the waiter dude yeah Yeah, and he just like sucks it down real quick yeah he was sucking it down because he was nervous and like you hear the breath and i was like that's oh because you would hear that you would hear that and then at the dinner when he takes a sip of the wine and then doesn't set it down and takes another sip and like smells it because he's putting it all together yeah Whew. yeah i i we will not go into what that dinner uh, uh represents no uh that should be experienced it's again none of this is like difficult to figure out none of this is monumental but it's mm-hmm. so meaningful yeah to the story and to these characters um god it's so gentle and patient this movie is so fucking good um, from there, we we do learn a hard truth. Are we going to reveal that? I mean, we might that. That's a tough one. Let's do it. I mean, this is we're in spoiler territory. We we are in spoiler and, territory. And we should say that you should see this movie. You should see it. You just go see it. But, um, but it, what the we're fate about to of say, the pig? Yeah, is not is not good. 
the and, and we won't go into the details because there's no there's no point. But yeah, the pig the pig is not around anymore. The pig is not around. By the time he gets to this guy to be like, hey man, give me the pig. The guy's I'm so sorry the pig is not not alive. And and we really get like a It's sad. Yeah, like a <laughs> it's like a, really like a sad. true like grief scene from Nicolas yeah. Cage, who is the same actor who has done a lot of really iconic lines um, throughout history. And there's another one that I think bears uh, sharing. Ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? You remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar. Honestly, that's not what I was anticipating, and I'm, I prefer that one. You're welcome. I was anticipating the bees. No. Yeah. That's the best book. No, that's mine's better. Great. Yeah. Hell yeah. He has I, I been... picked two that are underground. I like you did. I also like really this one. Did. I'm gonna go back to the to the, the previous one. I think that is a, an all timer. If you guys haven't seen Vampire's Again, Kiss, yeah. see Vampire's <laughs> go Kiss. Go see Vampire's Kiss. It is uh bizarre. <laughs> it's I believe it's streaming somewhere. It is. I've watched it, it streaming on okay. something. Yeah. yeah. You'll you'll find watch it. It's insane. All that to say that like the performance we get from this is I, I think it's the best thing he's been in. Okay, let's let's pull up his his filmography. Are we starting at two thousand what? Ten? Ten. Yeah, okay. we'll go two thousand ten. Let's um, go through it. Let's go through it. We're doing this live. Starting two thousand ten. Okay, Kick Ass, great movie. Love. He Kick was Ass. good in it. Uh, he was good in it. Sorcerer's Apprentice did not see it. Did not see. Season of the Witch did not see did it. Not see. <laughs> Drive Angry did not see did it. Did not see. This, this is, I've heard oh, Drive Angry is fun though. We're starting to get into like bad Nicholas Cage. Territory. We'll jump over like a lot of the VOD shit if you can. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. That's you the sequel. Saw. Bad. Yeah. Oh, he was in Crudes. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, Left Behind. Bad. We I ha- saw. We. You saw it. I've seen his. Oh shit! Yeah. I have to see that. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray's in it, baby. <laughs> oh, it's not good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, he was in so many. Movies. I know he needed to pay off all of that debt. Man. Mom and Dad with Nicholas. Oh, Nicole I love that movie. That movie's sick, dude. The movie's very weird. Man, with Nicole Kidman. Isn't that the other one? No, she's in, uh, that's fucking Selma Blair. Oh, is it is Mom Selma Blair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had that mixed up. Um, and then, honestly, Mandy is, Mandy was Mandy. the best thing that he was in for eight years. Because that came out in 2017. Oh, well, I really like Color Out of Space. But he's not, that's not a, like, noteworthy performance. I just like that no, movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would have said, yeah, before... Because Joe was before 2010, right? Yeah. 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 I would say before Mandy, I mean, this would have been, yeah, I, I think Pig is his best movie since. Damn, really? It's just been like Mandy and Pig are like the two like real performances Good movies, yeah. of the past like 10 years. Oh, uh, and Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> Which, I mean, you've seen it twice. I saw it twice. He yeah. plays a character named the janitor and he doesn't say a word. He just breaks animatronics. Yeah. And not in like a fun way either. I, yeah, I heard that's like literally all that happens kind for like over. almost the whole movie. Yeah. I won't, like I said, I won't go into why I saw it twice. <laughs> he was in a movie called Jujitsu, though. Oh, I heard about that. That I am pretty interested in. Yeah, I'll watch shit like that. I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of this other VOD shit that yes, he has. Yes, you have. Here, let me look through this. Let me let me make a note of what I have seen of all of this, uh, as you were God, lovingly referring so to. so many, and they all have such bad stage. names. Dude, oh my God, he has acted in over 100 titles, apparently. Okay, so since 2010, wow, he had a really... 
Dark Time. Okay. Um, let's go through. I have seen Trespass. That's the one with Nicole Kidman. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of yeah. then. Okay. That's the one with Nicole Kidman, and that is not a good movie. Yep. No, uh, that that was... Uh, I oh, think Joe did come out in 2013. That's... Yeah. That's right. That's fucking right, that's Trespass right. was by Joel Schumacher. What? Yeah. Oh, that's what a weird combination yeah. of Nicolas Cage and Joel Schumacher. Hell yeah. That's bizarre. Uh, I saw Stolen um, with uh, him and uh, Millen Ackerman. Oh, Malin. Malin, whatever her name all is. Of yeah. these, all of the posters for these movies are... They're the same. Just horrible. Yeah, they're terrible. I still haven't seen Joe, and I really want to. You haven't seen Joe? Mm-mm. Bro, after after watching Pig, you have to see yeah, Joe. Yeah, I need to check it out. Uh, I have seen Rage, because <laughs> he's starring in a movie called Rage, The Rage Cage, so I gotta check it oh, out. Oh, The Rage Cage, yeah. So I've seen that. Ra- rage Cage, Late Stage Cage. The Rage... Wait. The Late Stage Rage Cage. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, did you know that he's in a movie with Hayden Christensen? Called Outcast. No. Yeah, it's from uh, the two, 2014. <laughs> the two gods. Yeah, the the gods of acting, him and Hayden Christensen. Oh my God! Again, an uh, iconic poster. Iconic. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably gonna top Pig. Um, yeah, I mean that's number, that's gotta be number one. Honestly, I can't even make a decision until I see. Left I saw Behind. Vengeance, a love story. I have to see Left Behind. You do. Have to. You absolutely do. It's. You you do. If we do a crossover episode with our, our I haven't our seen Kirk Cameron's Left Behind. Honestly, what could be fun? Because uh, I'm talking this into being in the moment. Yes. Yes. Uh, on our network, we've mentioned uh, the IndieSource network. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a fellow podcast uh, called I Survived the Rapture that uh, I am dying to do a crossover with. Um, and I, I I think it'll doing, happen. Doing a double feature of the two Left Behind movies. What gets better than that? The Cage and the Cameron. Cage and Cameron. Cage and Cameron. CC, baby. Both. Hey, we're both C's. They're, they're, we're all the C-men, baby. It's all coming together. Okay, let's pitch it Cage, like this. Cage, Cameron, pitch it Colby, like that. Christian. Yeah. Hey, I'm hey. a Christian. No, 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 no. To hey, K- hey want to join the C-men? Want to join the C-men? Yeah. That, and they'll be like, well, yes, absolutely, please. That, that's an easy yes. I Nick think. Cage got married and divorced within like a 48-hour period in Vegas like a few years back. So I think he's down for anything. God, it's such a, such a king. You know, what an alpha move. There's this, he's going to be in a movie that's gotten a lot of mixed reviews apparently, but it's, it's by, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Sion Sono? Uh, who is responsible for like Suicide Club, Cold Fish, which is on our list. Whoa. Uh, Love Exposure, like these like. I've heard of Cold Fish. Yeah. yeah and that's supposed to be messed up, right? Uh, and he, his first English language movie is called Prisoners of the Ghost Land, and it's starring Nicolas Cage, and it's supposed to be coming out this year. Whoa. Yeah. Maybe we should. Is that going to be in theaters? Uh, if it is, we need to go we see it. We have to go see yeah, it. Yeah. It's supposed to be a kind of a fucking mess. Have you that seen Cold likes. Fish? Oh, I loved Coldfish. Okay. Yeah. Coldfish is intense and we should do it for the if pod. If it winds up, if, if uh, this new one winds up being in theaters, let's do a Coldfish episode soon. Cool. Uh, that movie is close to three hours long. Oh my God. He makes very long movies. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Coldfish is long. It's we'll very good. dedicate an afternoon to that. Yes, truly. It's worth it. Like Because sure, it's, sure. it's just a slow burn, like kind of fucked up movie, but yeah. it's really good. We can take a break. Uh, all of that to say, Nick Cage is is here like holy shit he did it this movie's fucking phenomenal like, and he's back this is yeah he is like he was considered a very respected genuinely great actor got nominated for fucking uh, he won an oscar right leaving las vegas he yeah. won an oscar for um and this i would not be surprised if he gets another nomination i hope he does unless he gets snubbed like fucking sandman for yeah. uncut gems 
I really, I really hope he gets nominated. And not that like the Oscars matter that much. No, like, but I, they're it's fun. stupid. But they, like I, I watched I, them. They're I think fun. I'm a fan of uh, like it took me a while to get into kind of the more schlocky movies that you enjoy, yeah. <laughs> and so. I, I'm kind of interested in going back and watching these bad Nicolas Cage movies that we mentioned a few Knowing ago. how good he actually Knowing, is. Knowing, like, yeah. he's still got it. Yeah, man. <laughs> because he's doing it for the paycheck. And yeah. That is, and we know that. He bought a dinosaur skull, a, to- a stolen T-Rex skull that he had to give back and didn't get his $250,000 back for that skull. He's so dumb with money. He didn't, didn't he, he buy a castle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think he bought two. Why two? I don't know, because he was an Oscar winner. He had all the money in the world. He's a fucking Coppola. Yeah. His name is Nicholas Coppola, if people don't know that. Do you know why he chose Cage? Uh, because of Luke Cage from the comic book. Exactly. His fucking son's name is Kyle. Yeah, that's that's bad. It's he's, insane. He's just a nerd. He's his a kids, weird he's a weird nerd. His kids either I can't remember which one it is. It's he's either a gutter punk, which is just like a dirty train hopping punk type looking kid. Yeah, little five points. Or he's a black metal kid with like the the corpse paint. Also kind he's of He's one of those two. Kind of little five points. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. Uh Wow. Nicholas Cage lives a crazy fucking life, man. I'm here for it. And like Pig I, is the most thoughtful thing he may have done in his career. Like, truly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that I haven't seen of, sure, like, sure, sure. Early, His earlier early stuff, stuff yeah. that, again, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in, on, I I'm seen in the cage now. Years. I'm fully in the cage. He's trapped me in, in his cage. Welcome. He's a, he's a fascinating individual. Yeah. Watch, watch Werner Herzog's Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, that's something I am, I am genuinely interested it's in. It's a weird movie, but yeah, Val Kilmer's in it. Fat Val is in it. Whoa. This is post, pre-throat cancer Val. He's got a documentary coming out. I know, that he did, like, on himself. Over, like, this span of 20 years Apparently, it's super bizarre. Yeah. I need to, Val Kilmer, yeah. Val Kilmer's that in might it. Be Exhibit a, is in it. Oh, whoa. That might be Talk a, seller, about a seller movie. I would do Bad Lieutenant for the seller. I would do the Val movie for seller dollars because that seems like... Oh, shit. Set, that's like, what you're talking about. I'd toss that directly in a seller probably. Oh, that's so funny. I'm super curious about that uh, documentary. Speaking... We saw this at the Plaza today, and so we didn't really get a ton of, of trailers that we hadn't seen before. But no, because the Plaza is reasonable and only shows you like three or exactly. four before the movie. But it's always so nice to be reminded that The Green Knight is coming out. It's true. I'm incredibly excited that for that movie. Because that movie looks so We amazing. will talk about that movie. Yes. I don't know exactly how it'll fit, but it says graphic nudity, so if it's got a dick in it, we can cover we've it. We've determined... We've got a hypothesis. I don't know if we've mentioned it previously on the podcast. Yeah, we've talked about it. Let's, let's throw this out there in the mm-hmm. world and get some real science behind it, because we know our listeners are very smart. If a film that is being released has an MPAA rating that distinctly says graphic nudity, that means, according to our hypothesis, that you will see a penis or in that film. Or bush hair. Some bush. Yeah. <laughs> or bush hair. Yes. Uh, and yes. this is based on our evidence of watching this, a lot of movies of this podcast <laughs> that say graphic nudity <laughs> yeah. and then there's a dick in it yeah because <laughs> I, there's not a lot of mainstream movies show dick no, and very few many movies that we watch show dick yes <laughs> like it's so like, technically by these rules we could cover forgetting sarah marshall that is true because there is dick in that i do movie. love that movie yep. so so much we could cover pop star never stop never stopping too we could cover Walk Hard. We, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, this opens up so many new options. I mean, what are we talking about? We already did Borat. You're right. You're so, true. I mean, we, we've and already... And blurred out the dick in the... We've well, already one ventured, of the We've already ventured into that territory, so... You're absolutely correct. Wow, we could do some... We could, I would love to revisit some old comedies. 
Let's just really lean into this dick thing, though. I mean, like we said, it's a hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is going to take... We need to try new things. We've got to get out there, get, well, see, find some new evidence, you know? Yeah. I, we're on to something, I think. I think we've just done something. I think we've just done something. Thank to, you, Dicks. To be, to be, are you listening? Dicks, <laughs> Dicks did it. Graphic nudity brought us to this point. Thanks, pig. If any... <laughs> there's no there's no dicks in pig. Thanks, pig. There aren't. Cowards. What was this rated? Had to be R, right? Because they said fuck a couple times? I think so, right? Yeah. Is this rated? Movies like this are so confusing. Like, really? Like, what are you going to rate this? Like, who's going to be upset about It's this? rated R. Rated R. It's got to be and for language and violence. Another real plus. It's only an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. It, I mean, not that it felt long. No, no, no. But, but it's it's. Oh yeah, we got out at nine. The movie's at seven thirty. Yeah, we like, got out at, like a little after nine. It's a, It's not a, a quickly paced movie. No. But it's still pretty short, and so wow, it yeah. makes it really feel worth it in a there's, lot of ways. There's a movie by the director of First Cow. I still have not seen First Cow, and I really want to. But I think I've already said that. I'd but, like to as well. Yeah. Uh, she has a film called Old Joy that I loved. Uh, that's starring Bonnie Prince Billy or Will Oldham. Um, that is just about these like acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. He's acted a lot, and I didn't realize that until semi recently. Wow. Uh, he is like an estranged friend who, if you've seen, um, it's kind of like Hump Day without them getting sure, fucked up sure, and wanting sure, sure. to enter a porno contest. Right. So it's about like an estranged friend showing up and just being like, "Hey, let's do what we used to do." So they go to like this hot spring together and then come home and he leaves. Like that's literally the whole movie is like, oh, this friend's in town. I'm going to go do this. It's not really the same. That's kind of a bummer. Well, later, man. Like that's the movie. But it was also incredibly gentle Hmm. and thoughtful and meditative. And this felt a lot like that. So all of that to say, I'm very curious uh, if First Cow elicits a lot of this same sentiment mm-hmm. uh since one of her earlier films also did so she's she's done a ton of shit if you're not familiar like meek's cut off wendy and lucy she works a lot with michelle williams i don't know if this whole episode so far that we've been talking we've even mentioned the director of first cow or pig of pig okay. uh, his name is michael sarnoski um like we said it's his debut he worked on a a, a few shorts he wrote it as this. well correct? yeah story um wrote it with somebody else but um but yeah like I'm I'm fascinated. I'll by watch him. what he does next. Yeah, like I am in on on Michael Sarnowski. In on Sarnowski. In on Cage. We're in the cage. We're in the rage cage. We're in the late stage rage cage. Everybody. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. Obviously, this doesn't need a late stage rage cage. Honestly, now that we're since this movie has such a focus on food, palate mm. cleanser is really a whole different context. Oh, truly. Honestly, it made me want to. Re- and during some of those food scenes, it made me want to rewatch Chef. That's exactly what I was thinking. This, yeah. uh, this I was like, I haven't seen Chef in a minute, and I really liked that I movie. almost said this movie felt like a mix of Chef and John Wick. Like, Kind of. I mean, it's not wrong. Like, That's pr- yeah. pretty accurate. It's a more meditative I also version. love, you, you and I both love cooking shows and like yes. shit like that. And this is just like, wow, like a good drama with cooking? Like, amazing. I have a question, and I think this will be a fun thing to, to kind of end on and mm-hmm. go out on. Um, kind of midway through the movie towards the end towards the end uh a, a thought like an intrusive thought kind of popped in my head that really made me laugh inside uh replace nicholas cage with gordon ramsay oh fuck in this movie in this movie as 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 hell's kitchen fans we both are we've gotten incredibly into it 
Imagine Gordon Ramsay in this role. Where's my fucking pig? <laughs> you fucked it. Yeah, I think man. he'd get that pig so fast. I don't. Yeah, I yeah, he'd get that pig. Be a different fast. movie. Be a very, Be a very different, different movie. movie. <laughs> Dude, I just went through all of Hotel Hell on Tubi. Thanks, Tubi. Shout out Tubi, and there, his ass is in almost every single episode of that uncensored. This would be graphic nudity if he was in if yeah. he was in pig. Yeah, his he like we'd see his hog. They made it a point in almost every episode to have him take a bath or a shower and show him dropping his pants. He he chose that. He wanted that in I there. feel like that was like in his contract. He wanted you to see his ass. <laughs> you Christian Perez, you wanted to see his it ass. It was very bizarre. And now I'm watching 24 Hours to Hell and Back. Are you familiar with I've that? I've watched one? a couple episodes of that. It's easily the weakest Not of anything great, of his yeah. that I've watched uh because it just makes no sense. It's a weird concept. It's like you're not helping these restaurants. Like you're and okay, it does end with them like sending in a video tutorial of themselves talking about like, hey, this is progress. And like three of them have ended with like, hey, so like right after you left, my dad turned everything right back to where it was. We're living in an absolute hell. Please help us later, Ramsey. It's like, oh, fuck. Yikes. <laughs> like, and then it goes next time on. The bank is foreclosing on us. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's fucking. Rough. Thanks, Gordon. Yeah. Uh so uh, we we we. I think that's a good palate cleanser. It's gonna Gor- say any Gordon yeah. Ramsay. Watch Hell's Kitchen. Just watch. Oh my god, just watch it it's all. The best. Honestly, I like Hell's Kitchen more than Master Chef. I'll throw that out there. I agree. I think it's a I better completely show. agree. I think Hell's Kitchen is the best of the Ramsay shows. Yeah, for sure. It's it's, uh, it's with it's, Kitchen Nightmares being number two. Oh, god, for, I do love Kitchen Nightmares. It's right behind because yeah. there's some classic Kitchen Nightmares episodes. This is our food episode. I, I'm all about it. Yeah, I love fucking talking about wow, food, food and grief. <laughs> food and grief they do, they do go hand in hand they together. do absolutely go hand in hand um we we don't quite know where we're going to go next so we'll no we've got we've got a couple ideas uh that we'll discuss yeah. off air um and get that ball rolling but we do we got to stick with uh a movie that we mentioned i don't know when the order of these will come out but boom baby i'll just say that yes mm-hmm. correct yep <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah thanks for listening and and Go go see a movie. Go theaters. see Pig. Yeah, like it's such a good experience. It's so good. You're gonna get some popcorn. Get a get a nice little. If diet you were Coke. anything like my family, you would probably walk out of that going, "That's the worst movie I ever saw." Because anything that is uh, thoughtfully paced bores them to tears. Uh, but if you uh, if you like art, if you like art, go see it. <laughs> That's a rude thing to say about my family, but they said that about a few movies I took them to. So. Their track record doesn't pan out well, and I'm not talking about trash humpers. But you did take your family. To I did take my. Sister your family to took you that. to go see trash humpers. I didn't have a car, so yes, yeah. they took me technically oh. on that one. Well, we'll have her as a guest soon on the trash humper sequel. Oh yeah, there's technically that we a sequel. make together. I found that out this week. There's technically a sequel that, by, by Harmony Green. No, uh, and he apparently uh, there's a quote on the cover on the poster of it saying he's like the fuck is this and that's like the quote. <laughs> yeah, honestly, trolling Harmony Green yeah. is very funny. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to watch that now. Yeah, I think it's a short, but it does exist. Maybe we'll do a mini episode. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be the little scary. Yeah, we'll do. I, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared of what this could be. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, yeah, bye. Big. <laughs>